I'm Jessica. I'm Jason. And we want to welcome you to Zoe Online. It's now time for prayer. But first, let me tell you, Zoe hosted an amazing all-night prayer last Friday. That's right. You guys have to connect with us on the last Friday of every month. Yes. So we all saw how God moved and how yes. tapped in we are. So right now, I want to encourage you to take the time and tap in again. Let's get started with prayer. Let's get it. Amen. Amen. Welcome. This is our uh, time of prayer. And I'm going to ask you guys to join in with me as we get into Enter into God's presence. Amen. By the way, happy July, happy second half of the year. I declare great success, great achievement that will manifest in our lives in Jesus' name. So let's go before the throne. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your love, your mercy. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Great is your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful opportunity to come together to pray to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We thank you, Lord God, that we have a thankful heart, a joyful heart, a grateful heart that is designed to honor you, to please you, to bless you. So, Father, we thank you that as we come together, we thank you for your corporate anointing upon this time of prayer. We thank you for this corporate anointing upon this uh, the service today in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, for explosions of praise and explosions of thanksgiving unto you. We shout unto you, Lord God, with the voice of triumph in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, your word says, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving us thanks be made for all men, for kings, those in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in your sight, Father. For you have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of your truth. And so, Father, we thank you that it's by your grace that you're having all mankind come into the knowledge of your truth. And so, Father, we thank you that as we are uh, praying for mankind, Father, I thank you. It says in Psalm 67, God, be merciful unto us and bless us that your way may be known upon all the earth, that your saving health is upon all the nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge your people righteously, and you will govern the nations that are upon this earth. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Yes, God, you shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear your name. We thank you, Lord God. We pray for all mankind right now, Father. And we thank you for those that are being saved, even as, as we pray. They're receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We thank you for great deliverance on their behalf. We thank you for freedom and liberty in Jesus' name. Father, your word says, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And so, Father, we pray for the babes in Christ. We pray that they will be, uh, uh, they will desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. And Father, we, mature Christians, Lord God, we pray that they will establish a firm foundation, a strong foundation of who they are in Christ and who you are in relationship uh, that they have with you, Lord God. We thank you. Oh, you're good. Father, we pray for President Trump. Your word says, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. And any tongue that rises against him, that tongue shall be condemned. 
And we thank you, Father, for safety as he travels from destination to destination, that the angels are kept around upon every mode of transportation. And so, Father, we thank you that he shall arrive to his destination in peace and in safety, that he will stay at that location in peace and in safety. And we thank you, Lord God, for your travel and mercies when he returns back to his original destination, original origin. And we thank you, Father. We thank you that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. We pray for his wife, family, close advisors. We thank you, Lord God, for our Vice President Mike Pence, his wife, family, and close advisors. We thank you, Lord God, for the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, his wife, family, and close advisors. We thank you, Lord God, for the Speaker of the House, Miss Nancy Pelosi. We thank you for her husband, their children, and her close advisors, Lord God. And so, Father, we lift up our executive branch of our government, and we thank you, Lord God, for unity and peace when they come together for meetings, Lord God. We bind all forms of uh, 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 contention and strife, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And we loose the spirit of peace and understanding and the spirit of agreement in the name of Jesus amongst President Trump and all his cabinet members, Lord God. And so, Father, we also pray for our Congress. We thank you for our sec- uh, all the uh, senators and all the House of Representatives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for peace in their marriages, peace in their homes, peace in their mind peace in their bodies and peace in their hearts, oh God. We thank you, Father, that they uh, come together to uh, 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 establish laws that are designed to serve the citizens of this nation. And we thank you, Lord God. We pray uh, blessings upon each and every one of them. And we also pray, Father, that each person that's a part of our Congress will operate with integrity in the name of Jesus and have a strong character, Lord God. Not, Not just when they're on TV or in front of the camera, Lord God, but behind the scenes and in their homes, Lord God, we call forth the spirit of peace rests mightily upon their families in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. Praise God, praise God. Father, we lift up all the judges of this land, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all the... Superior, federal Supreme Court justices, Lord God. Thank you for all the state Supreme Court justices, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for all the circuit-level justices, district-level justices. And here in California, we lift up all the Superior Court justices, Lord God. Father, we thank you that they operate in the spirit of discernment, that they can discern between right and wrong and good and evil in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord God. Father, thank you for peace in their hearts, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. All the judges of this land, Lord God, that they operate with righteousness, Lord God, and with justice in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, oh, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God. We thank you for all the governors of this land. We thank you, Lord God, for all the state state legislators, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for unity amongst the legislators and all the governors, Lord God. Unity in each state, Lord God. And we pray for Governor Gavin Newsom to you right now. We thank you for his team in the name of Jesus, that he takes time to seek your face, Lord God. Father, thank you. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. 
In the name of Jesus. Father, we sense there's a holy hush right here in this in this 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 room right now, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, for a holy hush to everyone that's watching right now in Jesus' name. Oh God. Hallelujah. Let the spirit of holiness, Lord God, rest in the homes, Lord God, of all those that are watching right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, have your way in our lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God, in this season, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God, on this earth, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the first responders, Lord God. We pray right now for every person that's in surgery right now, Lord God. We thank you for the spirit of healing and the spirit of life in the name of Jesus to manifest on their behalf, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We call on you as Jehovah Rapha, for you are the Lord God that heals, Lord God. We call forth miracles, Lord God, to manifest on behalf of everyone that's in the hospital, Lord God. All those that are on ventilators, Lord God. All, every person that's in ICU right now, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray for every person that's in transit, Lord God, from their home to the hospital, Lord God. We declare every test that's done in their body, Father, they shall have an excellent report. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We curse the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. And we curse the spirit of COVID-19 right now and over this whole earth, oh God. Hallelujah. We the body of Christ in the second half of this year, Lord God. We the body of Christ will come together, Lord God, with, with, in, on one accord, Lord God, to agree with your will, Lord God. Let your will be done on earth, Lord God. It says in Luke chapter 2, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward all men, in the name of Jesus. Peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, right now, we're shifting gears. We're praying for the, the, the body of Christ, and we thank you, Lord God, for the fivefold ministry gifts. Thank you for the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for the work of the ministry, Lord God, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the perfecting of the saints, Lord God. Hallelujah. For the work of the ministry, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, we declare a holy hush upon their lives right now, Lord God. Spirit of holiness resting upon them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing right now in this moment in time, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Let the Spirit of God rest mightily upon them in the name of Jesus, regarding rest and comfort in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray Psalms 91 over the body of Christ, everyone that's in the kingdom of God right now. Psalms 91. <clears throat> we that dwell in the secret place in the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We say of you, Lord, that you are our refuge, our fortress, our God in whom we do trust. Surely, 
You shall deliver us from the snare of the fallen and from the nights of pestilence. You shall cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth shall be our shield and buckler. We shall not be afraid for the terror by night. We shall not be afraid for the terror by night. We shall not be afraid for this COVID-19, daytime or nighttime, nor for the hour that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walk in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. It shall not come near us. It shall not come near us. Let's park the car right there. We're going to park the car right there. It shall not come near us. In the name of Jesus. That's in verse 7. A thousand shall fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, it shall not come near us. This virus will not come near us in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We decree it right now. It shall not come near us. Hallelujah. We don't accept it. We don't receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When it comes near us, it bounces right off us in the name of Jesus. When we wear the mask, when we don't wear the mask. When we're in our car, when we're in our home. In the name of Jesus. When it's around us, it will bounce right off and, and, and leave us in Jesus' name. It will not come near us. Proverbs 19, verse 23. Proverbs 19, verse 23. The fear of the Lord tended to life. And he that have it, life, shall abide satisfied. He, she, shall not be visited with evil. We shall not be visited with evil in the name of Jesus. Therefore, it shall not come near us. Back at Psalms 91, verse 8. Only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made you the Lord, which is our refuge, even the most high, our habitation. There shall no evil before us. That's the confirmation. Verse 10. There shall no evil come near us. Proverbs 19, verse 23. He that have life shall, shall abide satisfied. He, we, shall not be visited with evil. Back to Psalms 91. No, this is not a game. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> We're in the second half of 2020. This is our time for the body of Christ to rise up even more, even stronger, even bolder, with more courage, operating with stronger faith, more confidence in God's word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Verse 9, <clears throat> because we have made the Lord, which is our refuge, even the most high, he is our habitation. There shall no evil before us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. They shall bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. 
we shall tread upon the lion and the adder and this virus in Jesus' name. The young lion and the dragon shall trample under our feet. This thing is under our feet in the name of Jesus. It's not in our minds. It's under our feet. Because we have set our love upon God Almighty, therefore he will deliver us. He will set us on high because we have known his name. We shall call upon him. And that's what we're doing right now. God, we're calling upon you right now. Your word says, we shall call upon you and you will answer us. We're going to park the car right there. Park the car right there. Father God, we take this time corporately to call call upon your name. Say, God, thank you. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for helping me with my my, my family. Thank you for helping me with my finances. Thank you for helping me with my health. Thank you for helping me with my mind. Thank you for helping me with my heart. Psalms 51, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, O God. Give us clean hands, O God. Help us to maintain clean hands in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We shall call upon you. You will answer us. You will be with us. You won't forsake us, oh God. You will deliver us and honor us with long life. Long life. Long life. Father, Let us decrease from watching the news and being fearful and anxious. But we stand on your word, Lord God. Your word says that you give us long life. We receive long life. We expect long life. We walk in long life. We think long life. We decree long life. In the name of Jesus. Our conversations is is, is the, 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 the motivation. It's about long life. In Jesus' name. With long life, you satisfy us. Satisfy us. Proverbs 19, let's go back. Let's, let's go back. Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord tended to life. He that have it, life, shall abide satisfied. Psalms 91. With long life, will he satisfy us. Father, thank you that we're satisfied. We're satisfied in our heart. And our spirit, man, we're satisfied, oh God. Hallelujah. We're satisfied, Lord God. We, we, we walk by faith, being satisfied with our needs being met. Our desires coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalms 21, verse 4. Psalms 21, verse 4. Says, he acts of life of thee, and you give it to him. Even length of days forever and ever. In Jesus' name. Psalms 21, verse 4. He asketh life of thee, and you give it to him. And even length of days forever and ever. 
Father, thank you for length of days. Thank you for long life. Thank you for satisfaction. Not only for us, Lord God, but our families, our kids, our neighbors, our coworkers, our classmates, our teachers, our, our, uh, our, our business clients. We call for long life in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, that this prayer right here, this is a shift in our lives in Jesus' name. That we each make a decision, all of us, we all make a decision to honor you, to bless you, to believe your word, to stand on your word, to live your word, to believe your word, to confess your word, to meditate on your word. God, thank you. Thank you. And all of this, we also include praise and thanksgiving and worship and honor to bless your name, Lord God. To bless your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for this week coming up, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I declare the blessings of the Lord upon every person that's a part of this prayer session and a part of the Sunday service, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I declare the blessings of, of the Lord in our homes, in our families, uh, our, our immediate family members, and our extended families in different cities, different, different states, different countries. In Jesus' name. Father, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. These songs that we sing to you, Lord God, let these same songs be lived out in our lives, Lord God. For you are the one that breaks the change in our lives. You are the one that restores, Lord God. You're the one that, that, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, for you loved us even before we loved ourselves, Lord God. And thank you for helping us to increase our love for ourselves, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that we let go of, of bitterness. We let go of, 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 of depression. We let go of low self-esteem. We let go of anger. We let go of, of I, the, the, the I can't do it. We let it go. For your word says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And so, Father, thank you that we're strengthened. We give you those areas. And we take your strength. We take your might, we take your power, we take your wisdom, we take your counsel, we take your instruction, we take your, your, your anointing upon us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. For the scripture says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father, thank you that we're bigger than this coronavirus. We're bigger than what the news is showing us, what they, what they want to show us. As quiet as may be kept, when you watch the news here in California on the different channels, 7, 9, Channel 4, Channel 11, whatever channel you watch, as quiet as may be kept, when they show those, um, the statistics, the new cases, uh, the deaths, Watch, there's a small little line, recovery numbers. That's the one we're looking at, the recovery numbers. So we're doing two things here. We're, we're, we're in the boxing match, although the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But in the spirit, 
God is fighting our battles for us in the name of Jesus. So in the spirit realm, we're praying against the COVID-19 and we're praying for healing for those that have been affected at the same time. And as we pray for healing for those, God will protect us. We're praying, we're, we're praying, we're sowing seeds of prayer for names and people that we don't know. We've never seen their face. Father, thank you. I declare the blessings upon every household, every individual that's watching this session, every person that's a part of this service. Thank you, Lord God, for a shifting taking place, Lord God, in our lives, in our finances, in our health, in our marriage, in our relationships, with our relationships with our children, with our grandchildren, with our nieces and nephews. In the name of Jesus, our brethren, our sisters in, in Christ, our brothers in Christ, Lord God. Oh, Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Your word says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. God, we humble ourselves. This, this, this time of prayer is a, a time of humility in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord God. This, this time of prayer, this is our cocoon session in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord God. We, 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 you're transforming us. You're transforming us to who you want us to be, Lord God. For the scripture says, God, you work within us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And so, Father, we yield ourselves to you. You're the potter, we're the clay. We say, mold us and make us and shape us and form us, Lord God. We yield ourselves to you. We humble ourselves unto you. The scripture says, humble yourselves under the hand of the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Raise our joy. Raise our thanksgiving, thanksgivingness unto the Lord. Raise it higher in the name of Jesus. Father, we're thankful. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we're, we're thankful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Your word says in him we live and move and have our being. And so, Father, we walk in that, in that knowledge. We have our being. In the name of Jesus. We have long life, Lord God. We think long life, Lord God. We speak long life. Your good and your mercy into us forever. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Your word will not return to you void. But it shall accomplish that which it has been sent to. And we send it out. We send it out to our finances, our bank accounts, our family, our friends, our kids, our grandkids. Lord, you're good. Lord, you're good. Have your way in the second half of 2020, Lord God. It will be a greater dimension of your anointing, greater dimension of blessings in 20, uh, July, August, September, October, November, December. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for great blessings manifested in our lives and in our friends and our, the people in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We shout unto God with the voice of triumph. We bless your name, Lord God, that you're good and your mercy into us ever. Yes, Lord God, we have a dance in our step, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, even in our homes, even in our bed, Lord God, we get out the bed and we, 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 we dance a little bit, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forget about looking funny. That ain't what this is about. It's about dancing before the Lord. Rejoicing. 
We're expressing our thanksgiving unto God, for he is good. He is good. God, you're mighty. God, you're awesome. God, we bless you. We shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. And we dance. There's a song. We dance like David danced. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Put a smile on your face. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of joy upon us. Thank you, Lord God, the spirit of gladness upon us. Thank you, Lord God, the spirit of happiness upon us. Paul said in the book of Acts, I make myself happy. In the name of Jesus, this is not a fake smile. This is a joyful smile. This is a victorious smile. In the name of Jesus, the scripture says, God always, 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 always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for this wonderful time. In Jesus' name, enjoy your day. Blessings to you. Prayer is something we definitely ought to be doing right now. Pressing in, praying for others, utilizing our faith. So please come and join us every Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for my favorite, maybe my second favorite time of service. So get up, stand up, make some noise, and let's worship. Good morning, Zoe family. That was an amazing time of prayer. We're ready to dance. Come on and get out of your bed. Stand up in your living room. He is worthy today. We are in the house of God and so are you. He is there. Let's worship. Come on. There's a praise in this house. Everybody dance with There's a praise. There's a praise in this house. I can feel it. I can feel it now. There's a praise. There's a praise in this everybody. House. Every dance before you. There's a praise. There's a praise in this house. I can feel it. I can feel it now. Oh, he is high. He's high and lifted up. And his train. He's got it. 
because we have a worship in the house. This is the temple of God. I wish the Holy Ghost dwell. Put your hands together like just before and make a sound of heaven touching earth. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise him, praise him. I'm going to lift my hands. Lift up.
is the day that he has made and we are rejoicing. We are glad about it. No matter what it says, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the numbers say, the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? Thank you, God.
Bishop Ed, First Lady Vanessa Smith, Dr. Joshua, and Miss Marcy, we want to thank you for visiting us on Zoe Online. Yes, and remember, today is Communion Sunday, so please prepare your elements, and that could be bread, crackers, juice, water, however you want to receive the Lord today is up to you. Let's get ready. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while since we've all been together in person. And I'm going to be honest with you. I miss you guys so much. And I love and appreciate you. But you know what? God is good. And his presence is fullness of joy. Even though we're not together, he's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. So we can rejoice in him daily. And you know what? Before you know it, we'll be back together again in person. But until then, we'll continue to worship the Lord and enjoy him. I want to take this time to thank you all for tuning in. We are so honored and so blessed. You are our family. And it just blesses us to know that we're together virtually anyway. Praise God. So today, I want you to sit back and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Because remember I said, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's with us. And we're one. Praise God. God has a good We've, we've already started off awesome because we, we spent our time worshiping the Lord. And God has a good word for each and every one of you. So I want to, again, thank you so much. You enjoy the service. Praise God. Amen. Well, I love my wife. 
She's a wonderful woman, and I love you too. Now it's time to receive our tithes and offerings, and I want to thank you, first of all, for being faithful in your giving to God of your tithes and offerings. And you know, when we give to God, you say, well, are we giving to God or giving to the church? You're giving to God. When you give to God, God instructs us to give to the local church because God establishes the church. You know, when you put your money in a bank, the money is lent out to support businesses and help people even get higher interest rates. And so it's shared with someone else to do good. And God is about doing good, my friend. And so we help people's lives get transformed, help them be the God kind of person God has called them to be. And we're one of many churches that receive tithes and offerings. And I want to say thank you. He's faithful. I'm going to say a prayer over you right now for those who are tithing. I've already given my tithes already. Oftentimes, I also give online. But I want to say this prayer is God's promise over your life. It's not just giving, giving blindly. You should think about and even confess the word of God and the promise of God for being a faithful tither and giver. Repeat after me if you're ready to give your tithes. You may also give online as well. So you can do that. Maybe you're a first-time guest, first time coming to our, signing up and watching our online virtual service. Understand you're not obligated to give, never obligated to give. God loves a cheerful giver. But if you want to, you're welcome as well because this ministry is good ground. Repeat after me. Dear Father God, I come to you bringing all my tithes and offerings into this storehouse that the meat of the word of God may continue to bless this nation. I want to thank you that your word has declared that you said you will open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing where there's not room enough to receive it all. You said you will Rebuke the devourer for my sake, and I will not cast forth my fruit before his time. I want to thank you that your word has declared that as I give with a purposeful heart, as I give cheerfully, as I give bountifully, you said you will cause all grace and all favor and all divine influence to abound toward us that we may have always having all sufficiency and all things may abound unto every good work. Thank you, Father, for receiving my tithes and my offering in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 Praise God. We'd like to begin a new teaching series this month on the topic of living from the inside out. And let me begin with a prayer, a prayer over this lesson, and and that God will speak through me and to you. And Father, I want to thank you for giving me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to speak a word in season to them that are weary, and that my speech and my teaching and preaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration and manifestation of the spirit and a power. Therefore, Father, I give you alone all the praise and the glory and the honor for what will take place this day 
and also in the many days to come in the lives of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, and again, all of God's people said, Amen. If you would open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And this is a foundational passage for this teaching. Living from the inside out. It says here, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. I like that part. Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. That means God will go beyond what we would even ask or think. How does he do that? That's the big point we want to talk about. According to the power that worketh in us, in you <laughs> and in me. It's the power. It's the power of God's word. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God's might. It's power. And so think about what it says. Let's go back over it again because it's important that you get this and understand it because this is an area I believe is a disconnect for many Christians. And even those who would be Christians, they look on the outside in and they're wondering, well, you know, how do you all do that? Why do you do that? Why do you pray? Why do you go to church? Why do you read the Bible? And, and they wonder why we do what we do. Others who are Christians are very devoted, very faithful, the best way they know how, don't bear the fruit and the results. They don't see God doing above what they can ask or think. And they're wondering, what's going on, God? Well, he said here, according to the power that's at work inside of you. See, we're to live our life from the inside out. From the inside out. In other words, what God does on the inside of us he now can do and produce on the outside of us. You see, God lives inside man when we become a Christian. We become a new creature. God's spirit is inside of us. But because we're saved, we live in this physical body. That's the challenge. This physical body, our mind, our emotions get in the way. So we have to learn and we have to grow into the person God has called us to be. Because sometimes the way we think and the and way how we handle situations and what we say because of how we feel and we think things, and those thoughts aren't always godly. Therefore, we limit what God wants to do in our life, even the prayers we have prayed. For example, we pray that God will provide a, a better job for us and for our income for our family, for example. After three or four weeks, you don't see a whole lot of results. Now we start undermining those prayers by saying, maybe it's not for me. I don't know where God is. I don't know why it's taking so long. I'm getting tired. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe I, I can't expect God to bless me like he blesses other people. We start doing things and thinking things that undermine what God wants to do. And that comes from the inside of you. It comes from how you think and, and how, what, you, what you ultimately believe. You believe the circumstances, not you, but maybe those who may be watching that are new to our, to our, our community. But we look at the circumstances of the economy and what goes on in the world outside, and let that dictate what God can do in our lives. But once we get our, the inside, what we believe, what we, uh, how we grow into the place in the person God has called us to be, then God can take us to another level and do more far beyond what we ask or think. Let me read this verse again to you as we, before we go forward. It says here in Ephesians 3, verse 20, 
Now unto him. Well, that's God. God. He's the center of everything or needs to be. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That can be asked in prayer. It could be a desire. Notice just to think. I would like to do this. Like to get married. Maybe you're single. You'd like to get married. Like to get a, new, a job, go, go to college and finish college. You're thinking about it. God wants to go beyond that. Yes. But how is he able to do it? Notice, now unto him that is able. He's only able through the power that goes to work inside of us. Yeah. You see, our lives operate from the inside out. Let me give you another example before I get into some more specific biblical examples. If you want to become a lawyer, for example, or a doctor or a nurse, what do you do? You go to school and you learn how to be a lawyer, you learn law, how to be a, a nurse. You learn about nursing and biology and science, likewise a doctor. Or you want to be an engineer, you learn about science and, and mathematics and, and constructional things or technology, how, how to build computers and how to do software, and write software. All that you had to learn that, that, hap- that goes inside of you. Because you go sign up for a job and they go for an interview and you can't, you can't answer questions. You can't prove you can do this because it's not inside of you yet. Yeah. Now, we're not surprised by that. <laughs> you want to be a doctor, a nurse, or pro- computer programmer, that you have to first learn how to do that and put that in your mind and into your heart and have now you demonstrate it on the outside? Yeah, of course. The same way how we walk and tap into God's plan and purpose for our life, which is outlined in the scriptures. The life we're to live. So reading the Bible is learning God's way of how to live this life so he can tap into us to release him, his ability, out in our life and in the world. It's from the inside out. Okay, let me go a little further, help you out a little further. (laughs) Yeah. You see, sometimes we, we don't realize that the challenges are, that we have is based on the challenges we have in the inside. It's not that God don't want to answer your prayer. It's not that he's not trying to do that. We undermine too often our desires. We undermine too often uh, our, our efforts. Why? How? Well, let's say you prayed, ask God to do something maybe... Uh, in your life and in your family. But you and your wife can't get along. You and your husband can't get along. There's so much strife in your life, the devil's acting up. Because the Bible says where there's envy and strife, there, there, that's a location. There's every evil work. Now, you ask a good prayer based on the scriptures. God wants to give it to you. But the way you get along, you just, you, you're, you're, you're canceling out those prayers. See, God, Bible says God is love. Would you agree? That's what the Bible says, God is love. Well, guess what? When love shows up, God shows up because God is what? Love. He's the God kind of love. So if I allow activity and statements and actions that don't reflect love, don't reflect God, guess what? God's trying to answer and work through me, but I'm, I'm doing stuff contrary to that. Won't forgive. God is a forgiving God, my friend. He forgives us of our sins, and we won't forgive others. 
And we don't realize, again, that's what I'm talking about from the inside out. We don't realize that we limit God. God is not able to do more, and especially above that we ask or think. That's the way to live, my friend, above what you ask or think. We all like that. You know, have a nice party, but then it's beyond what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God wants to do that, but he cannot if we have not grown and embraced these core biblical truths and operate them in our lives. Yeah. We work, we live our life from the inside out. Another example, going back to the academic example. You say you want to be a nurse or a doctor or engineer or lawyer, but you don't take, you don't, you're, not, you're not really consistent with it. Don't take it too serious. Don't really get good, get good grades. Well, you can't be a lawyer if you don't have good grades. You don't do well, so you can't pass the exam, can't pass the bar. Likewise, a doctor. But let's say another area like English. You want to be a school teacher. It turns out because you weren't studious, you really didn't understand. Now you embarrass yourself before the ch- students. They complain to the office, and you lose your job. And you prayed. Yeah, you went to school, but you didn't take it serious. You didn't have enough transformation to represent in the, in the workplace a teacher of science or biology or, or history or English. Yeah. Now, we're not surprised. In fact, you'd be the first one to say, get them out of here. Get them out of here. They'd go back and go back to school, book up a little bit better, but they're not ready to stand in that office. And yet, the principal that hired you wants you to do well, has a plan to promote you. You'll be here and you'll be there in about five years. Then you're here another five years. Whoa, you make more money. They got a plan for you above what you can ask or think. But what holds it up? You didn't put enough inside of you to help you do the job. In our case, put enough of what God's character, God's truth, God's word, and God's spirit inside of us. Yeah. So God can, is able now to do more in our lives. You see, it may sound simplistic to you, but as a pastor, not just applying these principles and truths in my own life, but as a pastor for over 30 years, and then beyond that, as a minister, ministering to a lot of people, I helped start other churches back in the early 80s, before I started this church in late 89. And so I, I, I was involved with people. And you know what undermines their lives? Themselves. They can't blame God, can't blame other people. Well, they made me, they, no, they didn't make you, it's how you reacted to it. Yeah. You lack self-control. That's the biblical truth. Fruit of the Spirit. Self-control as you grow in some areas. So, Sometimes people quit jobs. Yeah. They get mad, get upset, get mad because, you know, this happened, that happened. Maybe because you didn't get the promotion you thought you deserved. And so you get angry and you start getting mad. You quit your job. Come on to your wife or come on to your husband. And they say, baby, what happened? Well, this, that, you know, I'm not putting up with that. And not knowing what God was about to do. Let me give you a true story. I was the vice president of a bank in L.A. for a number of years. And there was a lady that worked in the mortgage business, the mortgage department of our bank. Good lady. In fact, she was a Christian lady. She had a couple children, you know, single parent, trying to do well. She had a good job. Well, my office was in the basement. I liked it down there. It was kind of quiet. And her, but that's where the mortgage department was. And so I was down there, and, and one day... Uh, I heard all this commotion. I'm working late one night. I heard all this commotion 
uh, an argument and cursing. And what happened, there was another employee that, that uh, had, uh, had a loan with the company. That was part of the benefit to get a loan, a low interest loan with the, with the bank as an employee. And she was a loan manager. Well, he had to make his payment, but he needed to get his money together. So he asked her to hold the payment for a few days and then put it in. Well, she didn't do that because, you know, she felt like, you know, I shouldn't do that. And, and so, make a long story short, his, his uh, check bounced, and so he had a negative on, on, his, on his record. And so he was mad at her. He told her he should have accommodated him and so forth. And she ended up cussing at him and, and mad at him and, and just all kind of stuff. And I'm hearing that. Well, I go in the office the next day, as I normally do, go talk to the president of the company in his office and just kind of chat a little bit and get updated and then go to my office. And he said, did you hear what happened? I said, what do you mean? Don't, you know, it was so-and-so had a big argument with cussing how they treated that other fellow uh, customer and fellow employee. And I said, yeah, I, was, I saw it. I was, I was down there. You saw it firsthand? I said, yeah, I saw it firsthand. And then he said, she, by the way, uh, she lost her job. And then he said this, I was just about to promote her. Yeah. This is a man who wasn't serving God. Good banker, but not a Christian. But, and, he, and then he said, and she's a Christian too. And I was just about to promote her. We're talking about now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. But how? According to the power that works inside you. Yeah. In every case, for us Christians, when there's a, a holdup, it's something that's not working properly. It's not aligned with the purpose of God. We're not reflecting. We haven't grown in some areas to allow God to accomplish his purpose in our lives. So loving is a big one. I mean, forgiveness is part of the love walk. Long-suffering. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to put up with that. Well, you don't have me. How are you going to live life? You got to put up with stuff, y'all. I'm not saying physical abuse and, you know, kind of crazy stuff off the deep end. But sometimes, you know, disappointment, a little tit-for-tat here and there. It's life. What? It's life working with people. Disappointment. They didn't, they didn't get it right. They didn't do it right. Yeah, you talk about it, but it's how you deal with it. It's the, it's, it's the important piece. And you want God to do more because God works through people. See, God is a relational God. This is why the proofs of the spirits are so important. Love, patience, kindness, long-suffering. Why? Because that's how God's going to get it done. Some folk walk with marriages. You know, because I can't, I'm, I'm out of here. That was an emotional statement. You felt that way. And then she married somebody else, and they're happily married, doing well. That could have been you, brother. Could have been you, sister. Because you were impatient. I know of a story where a person, you know, walked away from the marriage, and, you know, because one of the reasons the person wasn't that spiritual and so forth, and, you know, rather than work with the person, they went off and married somebody else, and then later on, this person became more spiritual, <laughs> got remarried. It's powerful. See, it's that, see, either God brought you together or he didn't. He didn't change midway, but what's the problem? It's the inside. You're not a bad person. You're just not mature enough. 
Bible talks about maturity, growing in Christ. Not no longer being a spiritual babe, but you can't go from a spiritual babe to a more maturing and growing Christian without putting the word of God and applying it in your life. It works from the inside out. You wonder why we encourage you to read the Bible on your own and why we encourage you to come to Bible study and, and, and pray and, 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 and seek God. Why do we do that? Because that helps you grow. Be around other Christians. You can learn from and grow. I've always encouraged couples. They have a little challenge. I'll give them some advice. Find you a couple you admire that are believers that are growing in the walk, their walk with God. Seem to be a good marriage. I mean, you don't see all the details. You probably got a few problems too. Okay. <laughs> I get it. No problem. But see, at least they're working on it. And you need to see how they do that. Maybe drive in the car together. Rather than drive two cars, you go over to their house or they come to your house and you drive to a restaurant. You're in the car about half an hour, 45 minutes to a nice restaurant someplace you want to go. And maybe the, the ladies in the back seat, the guys in the front, you're talking. And then the guy in the, 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 the driver's seat says something to his wife. And uh, where, where, where's that restaurant, baby, taking them to? Oh, I thought you had the address. I gave it to you. Oh, you know, and you realize how they kind of handle that? Now, normally they're on the best behavior anyway because folk are around, right? But let's say there's disappointment. It's how they handle that. You know, my wife and I, I mean, over the years, you know, we've had different, different challenges and so forth, and even raising, raising our children when they were younger. You know, she liked to tell me how to drive. <laughs> I think she still, I think she still liked to do that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the light is green now. You can go now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and so I, I, I may have a little tip for tat, and then you know we kind of go go over the top a little bit, and then the kids in the back and in the band when they were younger, and then you know I finally we say I'm sorry, babe. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. I should have raised my voice at you. She said I'm sorry, babe, to you, and we kind of kiss up at the, at the stoplight. <laughs> And then the kid, but the kids, your children hear that. See, they're modeling, we're modeling for them. See, part of God going afar and beyond what you ask or think is not just for us, but it's in our legacy, my friend. Do your children see you giving to God and being generous to other people and blessing people? If they don't, it's not in you. And if it's not in you, it won't come out and your kids won't pick up on it. Yeah, it won't be part of your culture. We're talking about living life from the inside out. You think it's just, well, we got to read the Bible. You don't have to do nothing, my friend. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to finish high school. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to do nothing. Do what you want. You get to drop out of life. But if you want to progress, you got to put something in you in line with where you want to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. In line with where you want to go. I want to grow in God. I want the God, the creator of heaven and earth, to not just live in me, but operate through me. Manifest his will. He don't do it outside of us. No, 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 no. He works through us. He works through us, my friend. Yeah. That's why we read earlier. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. In fact, another passage, you can write it down, it's not in my, my notes, and, but I'll just share this with you. Philippians 2.13 For it is God, for it is God that works in you, 
both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13. See, it is God. He's at work. But give God something to work with. <laughs> he can't work with envy. He can't work with hate. He can't work with holding grudges. He can't work being evil. <clears throat> I don't want to. He can't work with that. I'm trying to be real and keep it real because you know, you know I'm talking truth, y'all. Come on, talk to me. Yeah. Amen, walls. <laughs> so it's those kinds of things because God, see, it's God, he don't just see, he knows. And we're going to give you a moment, give you some insight in a moment how God gives us some slack, gives us some help to fill in those gaps. We all got them. You mean I got to be perfect? Well, no, you're growing in that direction. You're, you're imperfect in Christ, but you're maturing in Christ. So my point is you have, you have all you need in you already. You're perfect, but you got to put it inside of you and walk it out. Say walk it out. Yeah, walk it out. And you may slip sometime, get back on the saddle and start, keep walking it out and grow. You see, a 15-year-old should not behave like a 2-year-old. A 25-year-old should not behave like a 15-year-old. A 50-year-old should not behave like a 15- or 21-year-old. you got responsibilities. You're thinking differently. You should be thinking differently. So as we mature in our walk with Christ, there are certain things the Bible says we should lay aside. Lay aside sin. Lay, just say, I'm just going to stop doing it. Admit it and quit it. That's all. <laughs> but see, too often we just get used to being, that's the way I am. No, that's where you are. That's where you're allowing yourself to be. You're not that in Christ. That's not how God sees you. Until you start seeing yourself as God sees you and tap into the power we talked about earlier, the power, the ability of the Holy Spirit, he will help you mature and help you Take that word and, and with your will and desire and believe that this can work for me. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to start doing nice things. I tell people all the time how, to, how they can mend relationships. Well, me and my daughter don't get along. You know, she talk, called me out of my name. I, 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 she don't treat me like that. All I've done for her and all that. Now you don't talk to your daughter. I get it. Say, just text and say, I love you, babe. Don't add nothing to it. Just start there. Start there. Don't try to Make a paragraph now, you may mess up. Just say, I love you. Been thinking about you. Do about once a week. And don't get mad if she don't respond to you. You're working on something. You're planting seed, but you won't have the understanding and the will and the strength to do it and get mad again because she won't respond to your text because you have not done the work. Allowing the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Bible also says in Philippians 2.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 2.13. Yeah. So I can't. No, you, you, you won't to. You, you may want to, but you can if you let the Holy Spirit strengthen you. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, power of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit that works inside. And part of that working is to strengthen you. 
strengthen you. Well, I don't have time to pray. We had one lady, friend of our, we was, I would say friend, not at the time, but someone real close, years ago, serious marital problems, unfortunately ended up getting divorced, but she was like Linda Moses' runner. I'm so mad, I can't even pray. Sister, you're too mad then. She, see, she let it go on. Now, that could be me if I let it go on like that too. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm saying, check yourself. Because if you want a better result, I got to be better on the inside. I got to have better thoughts. I got to have better hope that it gets better. So I, I behave differently. I text my daughter, I love you. Or my son, I love you. And they may not talk to me in two weeks. Well, they didn't call me on Father's Day. They always do. Normally, they come by my birth house and, and give me a card or something for my birthday. They didn't show up for the party. I can't believe. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling her. See, you about to mess up. And you want, and see, people observe that. And our lives, God's not able to do more. See, he works from the inside out. We want to be blessed. We want to have this and that. Forget about it if you want to put in the work and let God start working inside of you. And grow on some areas. Say grow on some areas. Yeah. Let me give you another passage. <clears throat> uh, it's in Romans chapter 8. And this is powerful because it addresses specifically the help we get from the Holy Spirit. Because we can fall off the wagon. We can mess up. That's why forgiveness and long-suffering is important. I'm not saying physical abuse and all that. You know, just, just, just. You need to talk to some of these older saints that have been married for 45, 50 years. Don't think they don't have no problems. Haven't had none. And at 55, 60 years, 60 years of marriage, they have a problem shows up every now and then, maybe once or twice a week between their, between their husband and wife. But they deal with it, and they move on. See, sooner or later, you got to decide, stop letting stuff bother you. She ain't changing. Okay, come on. <laughs> he ain't changing. Why are you bothering? You know what? Stop letting it bother you. You know, you always put your socks, why don't you put it over there? You, always, you know what? Pick it up, sister, and put it in the, in the clothes hamper. Don't get mad at him. My wife, for example, you know, after you have a bunch of babies, you know, she gained a little weight, you know, and, and uh, you know, she wanted to lose weight and I wanted to lose weight. You know, we were kind of grieving on that, but we both like to eat. <laughs> you know, she was bigger than what she wanted to be, and, you know, and, and so uh, anyway, every now and I'm trying to help. She said, and she would invite me to help her. But I helped, started helping her. Don, don't help me now. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it real. You all know what I'm talking about, okay? Well, help me. I'm going over to somebody's house to the party, and I'm, going to, I'm just going to have one plate there, so don't help me. I'll try to help her. No, leave me alone. I don't know they had all that. <laughs> all right, come on. All right. So I would try to, so I, I thought in my naive way, I'm not buying a, a, a dress bigger than this size. Call myself trying to force her to eat less. Wasn't working, causing strife. And finally, God got, I finally let God speak to me and be willing to, what I thought I wanted her to do, be willing to put up with it and buy whatever size dress she needed to wear. Amen. Just love her the way she is. And you know what happened? One day, 
She got up early in the morning, around 3 o'clock in the morning, and getting dressed, putting on some, you know, workout clothes. And I said, where you going? Me and some ladies from the church going over to the, to the high school and track, and we go exercise and walk around the track about an hour or so. And I'm thinking, wow. Well, she went. I don't know. I wasn't ready to get up that early. Okay. And so next, she did it again. And she said, you want to go? I said, no, you all go ahead, sister. And then, you know, she started taking care of herself. And I'm thinking, wow. The thing I wanted, once I gave the care to the Lord and loved her in spite of what I saw and what she wanted and what she was doing, I, guess what, my friend? This is powerful. 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 And she took ownership herself. The thing I desired, I was trying to get her to do better and so forth. And guess what? When I let it go, God took over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I let it go, God took over. I've known folk mad about their boy not saved, finally get tired. Lord, I, I give him to you now. I'm tired of praying for him. Within a week, that boy saved. Because she was doing it, praying, but doing it in fear. She's walking by what she sees. He's out in the club. He's doing this, still using drugs, selling drugs, but grew up in the church. And come in, she's saying, boy, I thought I trained you better than that. She's talking death. She's not talking what she wants. She's not talking how God sees him. So because that's in her, her frustration is coming out of her as opposed to her faith. We're not saying that what you may see need, don't need to change. It's you see something beyond what you see in your natural life. And you act accordingly. You see, it works from the inside out, y'all. You can mend relationships that have been destroyed, literally. And they can become best friends. That's happened to me a number of times. God. Some of the folk who work with me now in ministry are people that have had issues or haven't talked to me for a couple of years. Four or five years later, we're working together now. And they're bringing their resources and their connections and money to the table. It is God because I just refuse to live in the past. You got to grow in some areas. It works from the inside out. Another example, a young man in our church, he, he met his dad for the first time at a job interview. <laughs> how, did he, how, how did you figure that out? Well, he's telling the story to us and he says he came in and his father was, was interviewing him. He didn't know at the time. Then finally stopped and says, I'm your father. Wow. He looked at him. I guess you do look like me. And his dad began to explain to him why he wasn't in his life and with his mom and, you know, this, that, and what's going on. He said, stop, dad. This is huge. Stop, dad. Mom has her own story. It's different from yours. Why don't we just start from now and go, go from there? This is a young 20-something-year-old man. He grew up in our church. But he got a hold of the truth, the word of God. He said, no, Dad, I'm not going to live in the past. I'm not going to think about all those places, my, my games and my events and my special graduations. You weren't there. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to focus. Let's just go from here. That's God's way. That's God's way. It, see, God is only able when you have enough of him working inside of you. Romans chapter 8. It says here, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, and we got some. And part of the weaknesses is not just only spiritual growth 
issues or concerns, but also we're limiting it as human beings. I think I know what I want. But God, for God to go beyond that, I got to tell him to go beyond that. See, God works on communication. He knows, but he wants us to ask. Well, how can I ask for something I don't know? The Holy Spirit helps you. <laughs> oh, he's a helper. Yes, 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 yes. You got some weakness. See, sometimes we set up, I'll take this job $2 an hour, but really, you really need about 18 or $20 an hour. Well, how do you get there? The help of the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses, for we don't, do not know. Say, do not know. Say, do not know. That's the big problem. There are things we do not know. We all, we all, every human being, the stuff we don't know. How are we going to handle this coronavirus, pandemic, what's going on in the world, economy and so forth. How I'm going to get ready for my, for my retirement years and another 10 years or so uh, with the economy, you know, going, having problems and all that, maybe between jobs. There's a lot of stuff you just don't know, but you need some help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. This is huge. You, if you ask God, he responds. But guess what? If you don't ask him, he can't respond. <laughs> so you get some help, and he starts praying for you because God said there's some stuff you need to be asking about and praying about. You don't know to pray about it. He may say, move to another neighborhood. He may say, change careers, change jobs. You're doing well. Take next job opportunity, take it. See, you don't know that. That's what you need to do right now. But the Holy Spirit knows when you allow him to pray through you, he fills in the knowledge gaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's part of the challenge. He works from the inside out. The power that works inside of you. But you don't think that, speaking in tongues for some of you, oh, that's crazy. That's, that don't make no sense. Read the Bible. When you allow the Holy Spirit to pray on your behalf, he fills the gaps in your life. He's a gap filler. Say a gap filler. Yes, yes, yes. Let me read it again. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. For the Spirit himself, speaking of the Holy Spirit, intercedes, I mean, stands in a gap for us with groanings too deep for words. In other words, it's not human natural words, it's the heavenly language. It's the heavenly language. So notice verse 26, things we do not know. Second verse, 27. And he who searches the hearts knows. Oh, stuff I don't know, but he, God, who searches the heart through the Holy Spirit, he knows. That makes sense, right? Let's read on. And he who searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because Jesus speaks to the Holy Spirit. Read over there in John. It's powerful. For the Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, will guide you to all truth, he will receive from Jesus and he'll speak to him and he will show you and speak to you and he has a voice. If he has a voice, he can be heard. But what he says to us comes from Jesus and he will show you things to come. Like go back to school, take this, take this area, take this uh, discipline. The way you are about to drive in about five years. I'm doing well. Take this now. Add this to your abilities. Yes, 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 yes. Verse 27. And he who knows, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit 
because the Spirit, Holy Spirit, searches, intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That's what you want. You don't want just, you know, it's nice. You want the will of God. The will of God is exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you don't think, you don't know. God goes beyond what you know. But you got a lot of the power to work in you. Some of that is, 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 is the power of the word to mature in some areas, as well as the help of the Holy Spirit that empowers you and works on your behalf, revealing things to you, and then making things happen, speaking to other folks that need to call you. I was just, I'm, I'm away on vacation, my wife and I, and then I called a friend that lived in the area. He says, I was thinking about calling you. And it turned out that we're going to start working together, doing some wonderful things with Nehemiah, and it was like powerful. And I'm thinking, look at God. Verse 28, wrap up here. And we know, say, and we know. Wait a minute. Verse 26, I don't know. <laughs> Verse 27, I'm, there's one that does know. <laughs> and he works in us, interceding. And when, when I let he that does know address my I don't know, then guess what happens in verse 28? And we know. In other words, I know now. What do I know? And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. To those who are called according to his purpose. This is huge. And wrapping up. There's things I don't know, things you don't know. If I don't tap into the help of the Holy Spirit, God tells you you need some help. He's a gap filler. He fills in the gaps of stuff you just don't know. He'll come again to help you and support you. He's a gap filler. Say a gap filler. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a gap filler, my friend. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's he not just giving you, filling a gap in your prayers. That power accomplishes things. God's talking to other folk. He's talking to people. He's releasing resources in the economy. He's working things out for your good, my friend. So what you know, now you may not know all the details, how it's going to work out specifically, but what you know, it's going to work out, though. When you know it's going to work out, you got a better attitude at home. Yeah, yeah. You got a better attitude at the, at the job. Right? Because you've already prayed, allow the Holy Ghost, and you do it on a regular basis, allowing him to fill in the gaps and give you the help at your weak points in life. And without it, we struggle. I want to show you a brief video clip of a movie. My wife and I watched it twice, maybe about three times in the last few weeks. Uh, we watched it uh, a, a little while ago when it first came out. But it's called War Room. And there's two clips. The first clip addresses a wife with a friend, an older lady, which is important. You need to be around some folk that have been out around that road already. May have had their hands slapped, bumped their head a little bit, learned some good godly lessons, and got some insight and some truth and a track record and willing to help you. Yeah. And so it's powerful because her husband was basically about to cheat on her. And marriage wasn't doing well. She was all upset. She found out about it. A friend of her told her about it. And, you know, she was a churchgoer. Yeah, she went to church. But, but see, it wasn't nothing going work. She, she wasn't building up herself, allowing God to work inside of her. Watch the video. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
And he is stealing your joy. He is killing your faith. And he's trying to destroy your family. If I were you, I would get my heart right with God. And you need to do your fighting in prayer. And you need to kick the real enemy out of your home with the word of God. It's time for you to fight Elizabeth. It's time for you to fight for your marriage. It's time for you to fight the real enemy. It's time for you to take off the gloves and do it. There's no magic in the location you pray, but scripture does say to go into your inner room and pray in secret, and your heavenly Father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. Now get rid of any distractions and focus your heart and mind on Him. Acknowledge that He is God and that you desperately need Him. Now be grateful for your blessings. But lift your needs and request to him. If you've got something to confess, then confess it. Ask him for forgiveness. Then choose to believe him when he says that he loves you and will take care of you. Then pray for the heart of your husband, your daughter, and anyone else that the Lord brings to your mind. And don't rush it. You take your time. And then you listen. devil but I know you can hear me you have played with my mind and had your way long enough no more you are done Jesus is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. can't have my man. This house is under new management and that means you are out. And another thing, I am so sick of you stealing my joy, but that's changing too. My joy doesn't come from my friends. It doesn't come from my job. It doesn't even come from my husband. My joy is found in Jesus. 
And just in case you forgot, he has already defeated you. So go back to hell where you belong and leave my family alone. When you stand up like that, based on truth, based on recognizing where your help comes from and willing to put in the work to stand, whether it's for your marriage, for your health, or the marriage of your daughter or your son, stand with them, or somebody's dealing with coronavirus right now or a heart attack or whatever they're dealing with right now or chronically underemployed, whatever they're dealing with right now, you're praying for them, interceding this lady interceded, stood in the gap with the help of the Holy Spirit for her husband. Yeah. And that's how God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that he can, she can ask or think. Because she recognized, I got to get fixed first. I got to grow in some areas. I got to take some responsibility and let God work in me first by me depositing truth. She noticed the scriptures she took a walk-in closet and made it into a prayer room. I encourage you to watch the entire movie. It will bless you and your family because that's the power of prayer. But you got to notice she put in the work. You're going to see it. And then now you can look at right now the final clip. Look up the results of her prayer. Jesus, I'm not a good man. I'm selfish. this family but this this is not who I wanted to be I don't like the man I've become but I don't know how to fix it I don't know what to do forgive me please I almost cheated on you, Liz. I thought about it. I almost did it. But you know all this. And you're still here. Then I see your closet. And the way you're praying for me. Why would you do that? When you see the type of man I've become. Because I'm not done with us. 
I will fight for our marriage. But I've learned that my contentment can't come from you. Tony, I love you. But I am his before I'm yours. And because I love Jesus, I'm staying right here. I'm sorry, Liz. I ask God to forgive me. But I need you to forgive me. I don't want you to quit on me, Liz. I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. My friend, this is powerful. Notice what the husband said. He said, I became a man I didn't want to be. He didn't like the person he became. How do you think he became that way? By allowing thoughts, environments, people, ideas that were not godly, not healthy, not designed to enhance a marriage and a commitment to a marriage. As you said, he almost cheated on his wife. Have you become the person you don't want to be? Even as a Christian, if you're prepared to take communion with us, my friend, let this communion commitment break the shackles and begin a resolve in your heart to move forward and to grow, to feed upon the word of God. You don't have to go over the top and read 20 chapters a day. Just read a verse or a chapter or, or what it pertains to your relationship or your situation that concerns you. Find scripture that promises you what you're desiring. If you don't know how to do that, ask a more mature Christian to help you. Find a scripture or two or three. Start there. Make it simple so it's doable and you can get progress. Take some baby steps, but take some steps. Yes, my friend. Jesus said, this is my body which was broken for you. He paid the price. He came to heal the brokenhearted, not just heal bodies and minds, but your heart. To restore relationships, to give yourself a chance again. Forgive yourself requires a healing of your heart. Let's break and eat. This is the cup. The New Testament in my blood, Jesus says. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Yeah. What can wash away your sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let's drink. And now, just let God just minister to you. Just a few more minutes, but let God just minister to you, my friend. This has been powerful and special. 
And for many of you, it resonated with you. Let God, let God, let God minister to you. Let him minister. In our lives, so we pour out our praise to you, holy, great are you, Lord. He can fix it, my friend. He's great, but let his greatness work from the inside out. My friend, great are you, Lord. Can you say it again, my friend? Great are you, Lord. They play softly and sing softly, my friend. I'm not sure about you, but tears come to my eyes right now because I know I need God. I can't live the life and the call of my life and the purpose for my life without God. And when I miss it, I need God to fix it. And guess what? You do too. Nothing's too hard for God if you humble yourself before God and recognize Him as you sing this song that He's great. He's greater than you. And He's great enough to, to fill in your knowledge gaps and weaknesses. Yes. <laughs> Bless His name. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. I'm going to bless you, Lord God. In our love, yes, with all my so breath. Go ahead and bless me. Bless the Lord, my friend. Bless me. God, you're great. You're great, Lord.
Lord God. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to all Now the healing powers are to begin to release already. Healing hearts. Healing relationships. Yes, destroying those evil words of strife and negative words that may have been spoken over your life or you may have spoken. God is destroying that because you replace it with God being great in your life. <laughs> you're replacing those thoughts that I'm giving up, it won't work with God, you're great in my life. You're great in my life. Lord, let the healing flow. Let the healing flow in the lives of your people. Yes, the anointing is flowing, my friend. No matter what you need, what, whatever you need healed, finances, relationships, your body, your mind, your heart. He's great. If you're there and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ yet, then it's time to do that right now. Don't put it off. Make a decision. I want to pray with you. Because all that I share today, for him to work in you from the inside out, requires you to be into the kingdom of God and receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's that what God, how God does it. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit working together. And as you begin to learn more and grow, you get where you need to be. Just enjoy the, the ride. Just enjoy this walk with him. You may have lost some things. You know what? God has a way of restoring if you let him work from the inside out. It may not be the exact same thing. It may be something new. Maybe a new marriage. Maybe the story of that one is divorced. You got another husband or maybe she's single. Well, God brings somebody else in your life. That's okay. He's the restorer. He'll make the crooked way straight. So repeat after me. Dear Father God, I come to you just as I am. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is now my Lord and Savior. Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving my soul. Father, Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Yes, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Father, for my divine connection you now have given me through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit with you. Lord, direct me to a church, church community, where I can grow and become all the person you've created me to be. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you did that in earnest, my friend, recommitted your life in earnest, receive Jesus as your Lord and Holy Spirit, we want to connect with you. Right there you see on the screen ways how you connect with us. We want to communicate with you. Just let us know you made a decision for Christ. We can send material to you. 
connected to some of the groups we have. We have small groups called life groups and special uh, workshops going on, virtual workshops going on this month. Not too late to respond and be a part. It's a community that you're a part of now, and you need to connect. That's part of the growing process. A child cannot grow to their full potential out in the, in the parking lot by themselves. They need to be part of a family. And so I encourage you, Zoe is a good one. You're welcome to be a part. At least get started with us. And I believe God will reward you and help you grow. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Share with a friend and family to watch this series, this teaching later on. And let them be encouraged as well. See you next time. Have a wonderful day. Congratulations to everyone who got saved this morning. Make sure you text Zoe Save to 31996 so that we can be a part of your walk. And remember, our July virtual gathering starts this week, titled Keeping It Together. So register at ECF.org. As well as while we're keeping it together, make sure you're keeping connected by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, subscribing to our podcast, and downloading the app. Be very blessed.